This is the time of the year when many people are welcomed into the faith. Well, most confirmations or adult baptisms happen during the Easter Vigil, but confirmation time is definitely around the Feast of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles and they were clothed with power from on high. It is around this time that I always wonder what it is about the Catholic faith that attracts people. Not that I don't see the treasures of our faith. There are reasons why I'm still Catholic, but sometimes I wonder why someone who is close to God, who has a strong faith, is even maybe Christian, wants to become Catholic, especially during this time of clear struggle in the church with the sex abuse scandal. Still, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops reports that there are six new Catholics every minute in the United States. That's astounding. So what is it? Is it the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist? Is it the emphasis on Christ? Is it the sensual, physical, tangible focus of our faith? We sit, we stand, we light the candle, we shake hands, we kiss the crucifix, we eat the bread, we drink the wine. Is it the papacy? Is it, is it the magisterium of the faith, the, the teachings on morality? Is it the sacraments? Is it Mary or the saints? What is it that brought you to the Catholic Church? Or what is it that keeps you Catholic? Because God has no grandchildren. Maybe your parents taught you the faith, but at some point you have to come to it yourself. So on the eve of the Feast of the Holy Trinity, let me ask you this. What about Catholicism makes your heart burn within you? I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this is Salt and Light Radio. Hello and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. I'm Chris Dimitrenko. And Mary Rose is back. She will join us shortly with some ideas as to what you can be doing to feed your faith. And Chris, you are a convert to Catholicism. What brought you to the Catholic Church? Well, it's, it's a long story, but I guess the short form is a, a good friend and a good priest. Good, mm. good. Well, today we're going to be speaking with a young woman who you know, actually, Danielle Jones. Yes. She's a junior editor here at Salt and Light. Uh, she's a junior editor, but I, we consider her a full-fledged editor because she's amazing. Um, so I'm going to be speaking with her about her journey. As you know, she is going to be confirmed tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, she was brought up with a, a sort of Protestant evangelical background. And now she has found her way to the Catholic Church. So we look forward to talking to her and to learning more about this topic, what brings people to the church. And Chris, you have some news for us. That's right. Uh, we're going to be talking about a, a significant press conference with mm -hmm. two Canadian archbishops that happened this week. Uh, also, the Youth Summit, we've been talking about it in the last few weeks. Well, yeah. it happened. Yes, I was and you there. Were there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a papal visit has been announced. Oh, this is the secret, the big news. For 2012. Amazing. So it's a ways away. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So we look forward to hearing uh, about those stories. And our featured artist of the week is someone, because Salt and Light was also at the Springtime of Faith conference in Nashville two weekends ago. Uh, we met Sean Williams, who will be joining us in the program today. So here is Sean Williams with his song, Praise, from his album, Alive. You put a song in my heart And I will not sleep tonight I stand on my head Until it comes out Till it comes out right This is what 
That was our featured artist of the week, Sean Williams with Praise from his album Alive. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org and our blog, you can find it at saltandlighttv.org slash blog. My name is Pedro and here now with me is our Salt and Light Radio events producer, Mary Rose Bacani. We missed you, Mary Rose. Oh, I'm glad. Happy to be missed. Yes, and <laughs> happy to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. So now we can talk about what's going on in Canada. Yes. Okay, first of all, Vancouver. I'm going to talk about an evening where you can get two for the price of one. Oh, we like those. You can listen to the famous EWTN host, Raymond Arroyo, give a talk, and at the same time, help give a message of hope to women struggling with abortion. On Monday, May 31st, come to the 12th annual Focus on Life Gala Dinner. And tickets for this event are 75 per person or 750 per table. Please call one 877 signal to order tickets. Now in Edmonton, Camp Encounter invites you to celebrate the three C's. I bet you can't guess what they are. Catholic, Christian, Christ, Christ, yes. Christ, community, and creation. So oh. next weekend, Saturday, June 5th, and Sunday, June 6th, you can enjoy a fun family weekend. And events go from anything from a bikeathon, wall climbing, canoeing, and archery to the beach. There's also some religious stuff in there, of course, like the 12 noon Stations of the Cross reenactment on the Sunday. Uh-huh. So bring your family, take the bus from Edmonton to the camp at 3 p.m. on the Saturday. Space is limited, so reserve your seats now. For more information, please contact Camp Encounter or check their website, campencounter.com. And more to sad news now, uh-huh. losing a parent or dealing with your parent's separation or divorce can be very traumatic, mm-hmm. no matter how old you are. But if you're between 16 to 26, that's even more stressful because you're dealing with self-identity issues. So the Beginning Experience Weekend for Young Adults is designed to help 16 to 26-year-olds overcome these feelings. You can join other young adults for the June 4th to 6th Beginning Experience Weekend. For more information, send an email to yabeinfo at gmail.com. In the Archdiocese of St. Boniface, you can spend an evening with the... With the with the Archdiocese of St. Boniface to celebrate life. That's on Monday, May 31st. The evening starts at 6.30 p.m. at the front of St. Boniface Cathedral. I'm moving on to the League for Life Monument where people will recite the rosary in commemoration of the victims of abortion. That will end with a 7.30 mass at the cathedral with Archbishop Albert Legat. And in Toronto, if you find it difficult to know what you're supposed to do with your life, (laughs) you're not the only one. Pedro doesn't either. (laughs) Maybe you need to learn the skills of discernment. So the Archdiocese of Toronto is holding a special retreat for young adults 18 to 35. And in this retreat, you'll learn the skills of discernment to make those important decisions. So the hope of this retreat is to make discernment a habit in your life. And that retreat will be led by Jesuit priest Father Len Altilia at the Manresa Jesuit Spiritual Renewal Center. The suggested cost for this retreat is $150 to register to find out more. Visit the website at manresa-canada.ca. Well, that's great. And I can put a plug in for Father Len. He's a good friend so and a wonderful priest. So if you're in the Toronto area and you want to learn how to discern, maybe I should be going. <laughs> that's right. Um, Father Len Altilia, that's great. Thank you, Mary Rose. Uh, Mary Rose uh, will uh, take a little break, but you're going to be back at the end of the show with details of this About wonderful new yes. yeah, event in Montreal, the Eucharistic Week yes. in Montreal. So uh, stay tuned for that. 
You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel and on the internet at saltandlighttv.org slash radio. I'm Pedro Guevara, man, and Mary Rose is taking a little break, but here now with us is Chris. Well, I've got some Canadian news for you, Pedro. Yes. Uh, first of all, the Archbishops of Ottawa and Quebec City say that we must not be afraid of an abortion debate. Hmm. Uh, in a press conference in Quebec City, Archbishop Terence Prendergast from Ottawa and Cardinal Mark Willett from Quebec City said that the 100,000 abortions in Canada is much too high, and they want to refocus this debate on cutting down those abortions. They think it could be cut in half if women with unexpected pregnancies received compassionate assistance. Now, Cardinal Ouellette says that the abortion debate is ongoing despite Canada's Prime Minister and the Quebec legislature declaring it closed mm -hmm. to discussion. This has been the rhetoric that's being used, is that it's closed. Well, he says it's not. Presently, there's no federal legislation limiting abortion. The Cardinal also clarified his remarks from a few weeks ago when he said that abortion is not justified in cases of rape. He stands behind that teaching, but he says that his message had been distorted in the media and he never condemned women who resorted to abortion. He says that his aim is to draw attention to the rights of the unborn and the harm of abortion mm -hmm. to women. Now, Cardinal Ouellette was uh, at the youth summit this was this past weekend a major catholic youth gathering yeah uh, that started with the international eucharistic congress to prepare young people for that uh that congress was in 2008 but it's continued and uh one of the most significant parts of that youth summit was an amazing procession from one province to another one diocese to another from gatineau in in quebec to uh the notre dame cathedral in hull and uh, the theme of the Youth Summit was sent, and so it was uh, teaching young people and motivating them to be missionaries wherever they are. Uh, the summit included mass, talks, missionary work downtown, Salt and Light did a workshop, and, uh, and yes, there was this uh, procession with the Eucharist in adoration, and, uh, and one of the most poignant moments was stopping at Parliament Hill to pray. Interesting, and you were there. And I was there, yes, and there won't be another youth summit for two years because next year will be World Youth Day in Madrid, but when it does return, uh, it will be in Montreal in 2012. Yes, so uh, thank you for that update on the youth summit. We had been talking about it uh, for the last couple of weeks, so uh, I hope it was a good turnout, wasn't it? It was a really good turnout. In fact, the, uh, the initial registrations were very low, and then the last couple of weeks they, they picked up to you know, over 100 to 200 and eventually to 500 participants, Excellent. Uh, which the organizers were, were really, really pleased about. And it certainly made for uh, a very bold statement, uh, especially during that, that procession through, through Quebec and Ontario. It yeah. was really a, a beautiful moment for everyone who, who was a part of it. Yeah, it's always a strong witness to see young people uh, standing for the faith. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, the Youth Summit is the national event for Canada mm -hmm. for youth so and it's nice to see it growing every year so thank you so much that's the news for now Chris will return in about 20 minutes to tell us the big news where the Holy Father will be traveling next so stay tuned you're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel Sirius 159 and XM 117 if you weren't born Catholic would you have found your way to the church it's hard to say 
Ask most converts to the faith and they will tell you that they didn't see conversion in their immediate future. But that's what happens to many people. They find themselves joining the Catholic Church. And this is what happened to Danielle Jones. And to tell us about her experience, she joins us now on the phone. Danielle, welcome to Salt and Light Radio. Thank you for having me. So uh, before we talk about kind of what attracted you to, to Catholicism, let's back up and talk a little bit about what faith was like growing up for you. Um, okay, well, uh, I was baptized United when I was a child because my father's family is mainly United. We have a couple ministers within our family in the United uh, Church. Uh-huh. Um, but I didn't really go to church with my family that often. I would go with my grandparents on occasion whenever I saw them, and they would drag me to Sunday school and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, Was that still with the United Church or a different denomination? Still with the United Church at that point. Okay. Um, but then my mother, who was never with the United Church, she, I, I don't think she was ever baptized, but her father's Catholic and her mother's Anglican. Okay. And she would go to church with her mother, and um, she was kind of raised in a Christian household, and she was looking to find something when I was growing up. So she was trying to find some sort of fulfillment within her life, and she went to, from all sorts, to church to church to church, all sorts of different churches when I was a child, taking myself and my sister along with her. Okay. Um, so, so we went to an evangelical church, and she didn't quite like that at that point, and then she moved into a Mormon church, and we tried and, um, uh, the Anglican church, and then finally she went back to an evangelical church and found that it was the right fit for her at the time. And okay. so she stuck with that her whole time and did the whole baptism thing again. But uh-huh. um, I, I sort of... I. I guess going to so many different churches kind of left me feeling a little uneven in the sense that I saw great people and great faith all over the place. And what's to say one faith right. is different from another? Right. What's to say one faith is more right or definitely yeah. right yeah, yeah. versus another? And, and what's wrong with with accepting a lot of different faiths but yeah, not necessarily yeah, practicing any yeah, of them. Or just being a good person. Did you, did, yeah. did you find yourself as an adolescent, though, kind of schleffing it all off, or did you still feel that you were searching uh, searching for something that wasn't kind of fulfilled in your life? Um, I wasn't necessarily searching, and I wasn't necessarily giving it the brush off. I was, um, I, I was indifferent, I suppose. Uh-huh. As long as you were living a, a good lifestyle, you weren't hurting others, you were treating others as you would like to be treated, what, why, did you, why did you need anything else, right. I suppose? So then what changed? What happened? Um, well, I guess I started seeing what my mother was doing, and it looked nice, but I, didn't, I, I wasn't really connected to that. And then I started working with my grandmother at the Canadian Council of Churches, uh-huh. volunteering, not necessarily working, yeah. um, just helping out here and there. And she introduced me to Salt and Light Television. Right. And I was completely opposed to going there for an internship because I thought it was too religious. I wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't fit in. And right. I'd butt heads with a bunch of people that were there. But when I came, I realized that it, religion isn't about preaching. Right. It's, it's more about living living the way that I always thought people should live, but in community and and praising God and not necessarily feeling bad about not being adequate or not being a perfect person uh-huh. and not having someone tell you that, but it was about l- loving and, and sharing that love with others around you. 
Okay, um, just a note for anyone that might be tuning in at this time. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Pedro Guevara, man. We're speaking with Danielle Jones about the, the things that attracted her to the Catholic faith. So those things that you just described, Danielle, mm -hmm. in terms of community, in terms of not feeling judged or whatever, so you feel that you found that in your little, not little, but the <laughs> community, the Catholic community that you found at Salt and Light Television. Yeah, I found, I found people who were just, loving and, and open and and love their faith and love to share their faith with the world now but is that something that's ex exclusive to catholicism no not at all not at all but i found that uh, the approach to faith that's within catholicism is different from others that was more attractive to me like how what do you mean well i find that it, it's more of an internal uh an internal search uh -huh. for something that's externally beautiful and as, uh, within everyone, but the way to make the world a better place is to search internally to find Jesus within you. And then once you find that, you reach out to other people, and not necessarily by actively reaching out to them, although it's great to actively reach out to them, but by living your life according to the way of Jesus and according to what Jesus said, because you n know what's inside of you. N now, the, uh, does, does that make any sense? It does know? make sense to me, but I, I, I and not that I want to challenge you, of course, I'm happy that you're being confirmed, but that, 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 I, that you could be describing a community in, a, in an Anglican church or an evangelical church and saying the same thing. I, I, I think... So, so yeah. Well, I was just going to say, what about, I mean, the whole th hierarchical thing about the church and the papacy and the, the institutional church, how, d how does all that sit with you? That, at first, I was, it, it didn't sit right with me because it seemed like it was just completely uh, patriarchal and there was a certain amount of power that was associated to men. And I was coming at it at a completely wrong angle. Uh -huh. But when you look at the hierarchy of the church, you have a body of people who have studied the scripture, who have studied hi the church history, who have studied basically everything there is to know about the church, and they're coming together and, and keeping the one message, keeping that one stance about how we should be living our lives and, and what the scripture means to us today, even though it was written thousands of years ago. Yeah. So it's, it, it's nice to have that cohesive message coming throughout the church, throughout the world, that unifies all Catholics. Uh huh. Do you do you feel, in a sense, I was going to ask you if you felt like you've you've left something behind mm -hmm. with with your Christian tradition, but but I think that rather the question is, do you feel like you're you've arrived home? It, it's more of an arrival, a, a home thing for me. Yeah. Um, the other Christian churches were great, and there's still a sense of of community and and, and love and worship. But, yeah. And worship, but it it didn't it right with me there was something in me that kept searching for something more and i don't think it's just necessary it isn't necessarily just the message that comes from the ch catholic church and the hierarchical hierarchical aspect of it but yeah. it's the approach to to worship it's the mass it's the the element of scripture within the mass it's uh -huh. it's the focus on being a better person but not judging others yeah, I can't. I have a hard time explaining it because yeah. it's not, not that other Christian denominations judge other people, but 
I, I always found that there was something blocking me from living my faith fully within other Christian denominations, and I didn't see that within the Catholic Church. Right. I when, just... Like, it started by just going to Mass occasionally, and I was invited to Mass, and I saw friendly people who weren't crazy religious and forcing it down everyone's throat. There was all other aspects of, of life within them, but... Catholicism was how they lived those other aspects. It was linking all those other aspects and having the morality and and to have that in your life. It, it means something more than just going to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. I get that. Thank you so much, Danielle. No um, that's all the time we have. Um, but I think it's important for us. I mean, I, like I, you and I have spoken about this before because I, you know, I'm Catholic all my life, and and we kind of lose sometimes, or it's easy to lose the sense of what the treasures that we have. And it's, I think, important for us to hear from people like you to help us refocus because you you have the blessing of owning your faith, yeah. whereas a lot of us cradle Catholics might not. So you know good for you, thank you. <laughs> so so thank you for for uh sharing a little bit of your uh, journey with us today on salt and light radio no problem thank you for having me so that was a conversation with uh almost uh newly uh confirmed in the catholic faith danielle jones she's a junior editor at salt and light television um and here now is our featured artist sean williams with his song mercy Oh, yo. 
That was Sean Williams with his song Mercy from his album Alive. Now, we will be speaking with Sean. He's our featured artist of this week in about five minutes. But first, here back with us again is Chris with, with the, 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 the secret, the news. Well, I wouldn't say it's a it's secret. A secret. Um, we know that the Pope's next trip, of course, is, is Cyprus. There's no secret yes. there. From June 4th to June 6th, next and a little week. plug, uh, if you want to follow that trip, uh, go to saltandlighttv.org and you can watch our live streaming of all the the events that are part of that people visit. I'll be uh, I'll be yes, the host be, for that event. It and we will be giving uh, later on in the program some details as to the coverage. Oh, fantastic. Um, with times and all that. But, but by all means, if you mm -hmm. want to see what Chris looks like, watch our coverage of Cyprus, saltandlighttv.org. Right. Yeah, what I look like at uh, <laughs> 2 in the morning when we'll be doing the live yes, coverage. Yes, live. But uh, already, even though Cyprus is just around the corner, talk is turning to the Ukraine. On Tuesday, the Archbishop of Lviv announced a papal visit to that country. This was mm. rather unexpected. According to the Ukrainian press, he revealed this during meetings with the country's Catholic bishops. Archbishop Mekislav Mochiski, and I do hope I pronounced that right, uh, otherwise my Ukrainian grandmother might yes. be a little upset, he, uh, he said that the trip would coincide with the 600th anniversary of the transfer of the church's capital city, uh, the Episcopal capital, from Halik to Lviv. Now, the trip has not yet been confirmed by the Vatican. Uh -huh. It's this Archbishop of Lviv who says that it will be happening. But already, the Russian Orthodox Church is reacting kind of negatively. Really? And an official from the Orthodox Church says that, that a visit for the anniversary would, quote, not be the best occasion for the pontiff's visit. You see, the Russian Orthodox claim Ukraine as their canonical territory. This is something that goes back to Stalin. I don't think we'll get into the whole history here, but this is contested by the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, which is in union with Rome. Hmm. Now, that disagreement regarding this canonical territory is a key obstacle to unity between the Catholic and Russian Orthodox churches. There's been a lot of talk lately about a rapprochement between the Catholics and the Orthodox, um, and publication of books by, by one another, of the Russian Orthodox publishing writings of Pope Benedict, and the same vice versa for Patriarch Kirill. Uh, but still, this, uh, this matter of the visit to Ukraine shows that there's still uh, some issues that need to be worked mm -hmm. out. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe you will be doing that live coverage as well with your Ukrainian heritage. Uh, <laughs> well, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> that, well, that we, we, have we have a couple of years to see, and, and again, this hasn't been confirmed by the Vatican. So oh, it hasn't. Not okay. yet. So Not it's, yet. it's it's semi-revealed then. Exactly. Well, thank you so much uh, again, our Salt and Light Radio News producer, Krista Matrenko. If you'd like to comment on anything you hear on this program, Send us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. Hi there, I'm Gerald Mopasi, known as the Cat Chat Man. You are listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159, XM 117. If you want to listen to songs about personal healing or about celebrating the love and mercy of Christ, and if you like an indie power pop sound, then you would like Sean Williams' album, Alive. Recently, his song Receive, 
which we will hear a little later, took third place in the CCMI's 2009 International Christian Songwriting Contest, as well as winning honorable mention in the December 2009 International Song of the Year Contest by songoftheyear.com. Now, there's so much to say about Sean Williams. I have no doubt that we will be hearing a lot from him and about him in the years to come. Now, we met Sean at the recent Springtime of Faith conference in Nashville, and Sean joins us now on the phone from his home in Nashville. Welcome to Salt and Light Radio, Sean. Thank you, Pedro. Nice to be here. Yeah, no, it's good to, to, to have you on the program. Now, your mission statement, because I did my research, is to be light and to love as Christ has loved me. Where does that come from for you? Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's been my whole life, I think. Uh, that, that's really just been a, something that I felt very strongly about. Um, it's, it's deep within the Gospels, and it's just really how I try to live every day. I kind of wake up and say, Lord, help me help me to be a light for you today. You know, uh, help me to bring your love into the world. That's really why we're here. Uh, now that's did, my goal. Did you, did, you, did you come to that as an adult, or was that something that you really feel was in your heart from a long time ago? Or Good question. Yeah, I, I was in uh, college, actually. And, uh, you know, you go to college, it's your first time away from home. Yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of choices, a lot of sometimes darkness there, and I uh, just really uh, felt very strongly that, wow, you know, I've always had light around me, and, and uh, so I'm going to bring that light here, and, uh, and it's amazing uh, if, you, if you really are the light. Uh, people that you think necessarily wouldn't really care too much about Christ um, or about the Gospels, they, they see you and you're the example of your life, and they get curious. And they change. I had a very dear friend who's now passed away that was an atheist, um, had no children, just miserable. And uh, we were close friends for uh, a number of years. And in that time, he converted, became Catholic, had two children, that was hmm. the godfather of his children. And uh, a short while later, he had a heart attack and passed away. And it's just, I know he's with the Lord, you know, it's just amazing wow. what God can do. What, what college did you go to? Went to University of South Florida. Yeah, and did you study? Down in Tampa. You studied music. I uh, studied communication. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah, I was really into, um, you know, uh, just the different way that people communicate and and um, just the construction of, of reality, what have you, that's out there in the media. Right. And, uh, yeah, just really fascinated me. So oh, good. So you, you could be hosting this radio program. <laughs> 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 um, did you? What was it like growing up? You grew up in New Jersey, you said, right? So what was yep. it like growing up in the uh, Williams household? I was, uh, it was great. My mom uh, has, is a very creative. Both my parents are very creative. My mom was kind of a big influence on me musically. She, she played uh, classical guitar. Um, and she learned in, in Spain as a, as a young child. And... Uh, so I kind of grew up listening to her play, and my dad played a little bit of guitar and picked up guitar at, I think I was either seven or nine, and did that for a little while, and just did piano, and um, kind of self-taught, you know, they just kind of provided the instruments and the inspiration, right. I think. And did you, as a, I guess as a teenager, did you dream of being like a rock star, or did you always know that you yeah. wanted to do music for, for God? Uh I think uh, we all want to be rock stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think, uh, you know, uh, for me, it was just, I, you know, the music that comes most uh, out of me or naturally to me is, you know, it, um, it's just music that, that brings um, the truth out, you know, that, that um, draws, uh, you know, 
draws me closer to God, sort of, when I write, you know? Yeah. And so that's kind of what comes out. You kind of are what you are, and uh, there's no denying that, and kind of let God do the rest. You know? Right. Now, just a note for anyone that might be joining the program at this time, you're listening to Salt and Light Radio. I'm your host, Pedro. We're speaking with our featured artist of the week, Sean Williams. Now, um, I just want to go back to this whole darkness thing, darkness and light. Not that there was a lot of darkness in the university. I, I think that a lot of universities have a lot of darkness. But you um, earlier spoke to me about abortion and how abortion is really the battleground. Do you see that that's kind of, that the world is sometimes full of darkness and that's one of the main areas? I think, yeah, you know, I have this um, saying that I always tell my, my kids that, um, you know, God makes all things new. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and He really does. And He has a plan for everything. And I, I think that, um, you know, there is a, a, a battle going on right now, and it's been going on for a long time worldwide, and um, we have to hold on to the hope that things will change, and, and God, God will make all things new, and, and abortion will go away. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think it will go away and never come back when it goes away. Yeah. So I'm, I really believe that, and uh, it's worth fighting for. For sure. Now, uh, you have three kids? Three kids? Three kids, yeah. And, and we have a fourth one on the way. Oh, you do. Um, and uh, so what's, because uh, you're in full-time ministry, so tell me a little yeah. bit about how that uh, impacts your family, those, that choice that you're, you and your wife have, have made for you to go into full-time ministry. I think it's been great. Um, our kids are inspired uh, by what I do. I think my uh, four-year-old is the little rock star of the family. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they like to jump around and listen to my music. They all sing. Um, they all kind of bang on the piano and, you know, bang on the guitar and, when I play, they kind of sit down and listen and try to grab the guitar and play themselves. And we record songs for them, right? Uh, just kind of at home. So I'm excited about what it's doing. I think for them, they go to Catholic school, so they're getting a, a good Catholic mm -hmm. foundation, you know, which is important. Yeah, um, you had the chance to meet Pope John Paul II during yeah. your hom yep. during your uh, honeymoon. Yeah, what was that experience like? It was incredible. It was probably the best experience of my life. Uh, it just you know, shaking his hand and looking him in the eye. And I had no idea what to say or what to do. Like, I think I bowed or something and, <laughs> and uh, you know, kissed his ring. And, and just the, just it's he had just an amazing soft touch with his hand, you know. Yeah. And it was like a, a moment where you just kind of like lose track of time. And you're just feels like an hour, but it was probably only a couple seconds. Yeah. Uh, but it still was amazing. You're on kind of in front of, you know, I don't know how many people, 20,000 people were there for Mass that day. Yeah. It was really an incredible experience. So this was for your, this was during your honeymoon for, for that yeah. uh, special audience for, for married couples? Or for in the Valley, yeah. Um, Father David Toops um, kind of was just a, a local uh, friend of ours and, and helped us out and uh, made some calls, and it was a miracle. It really was. We prayed for it, and wow. it was a real miracle. We went there... Um, not a penny in our pockets. Uh, just kind of everybody pitched in and provided for us, and we stayed uh, at the uh, I think it's the, the Casa de Philip Denary, which is like a yeah. small convent, beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, convent. Uh, it was just an amazing experience. I, hmm. Really, it was during the Jubilee year. So. Yeah, and that, did did it? Did you feel that that sort of um, helped focus your your mission in a way? Yeah, yeah, big time. Uh, I think the whole time there, I was, you know, I was kind of just offering my whole life uh, to Christ, and, and really the whole time they're offering my life to, to, to do music for Him, and, and I kind of came back full focused on that, um, and it's been going ever since. 
Well, you're doing you're doing good stuff. So so keep it up. If people wanna um, are interested in your album Alive, and I know you, that you're working on a second album, correct? Yep. Uh, actually, I have it half done. We're, oh, okay. We're uh, we're making good progress. Uh, we've got you know five or six songs that I like that we're we're gonna keep. <laughs> okay. We want to get put a couple more in there. So they can go to um, you know Amazon.com or iTunes. Uh, they can go to I think CD Baby has it as well. So they can download it off iTunes or any of the, the these sites. Um, yes, or or by, and your website is seanwilliamsmusic.com. Uh, that's Sean S H A W N Williamsmusic.com. That's correct. Um, that's people, great. People can also uh, look you up on Facebook or uh, on uh, on uh, what's the other website? I'm totally blanking out. <laughs> on uh, they can find it on MySpace. On MySpace, I, I never use MySpace, so that's no, nothing, yes, nothing personal. Is, you can actually <laughs> but, hear. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's great. So, so look him up on Facebook or go to Sean Mu- SeanWilliamsMusic.com. Sean, thank you so much for uh, spending a little time with us today. Um, it's been great meeting you and great listening to your music. And uh, so we wish you good luck and in everything that you do with your family, your music, your ministry. And uh, we hope to hear that second album soon. Uh, thank you, Pedro. Thank you. God bless. Okay, so that was uh, our featured artist of the week, Sean Williams. Again, you can look him up at seanwilliamsmusic.com. Here now, as promised, is Sean's song, Receive, from that album, Alive.
That was our featured artist of the week, Sean Williams, with his song, Receive. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio. Our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org. And once again, you can read our blog at saltandlighttv.org slash blog. Now back with us is Mary Rose with some news about what's happening in Montreal. There's a new event, That's right? right. Well, if you were part of the 2008 International Eucharistic Congress in Quebec City and, and enjoyed we were, that, yes. you can relive that week because next week in Montreal is Diocesan Eucharistic Week, all of next week. Uh-huh. So I had a chance to speak with Youth Ministry Director Isabel Correa from the Archdiocese of Montreal a few days ago about this event. Isabel, thank you so much for joining us for Salt and Light Radio. Um, now, next week is Diocesan Eucharistic Week. What is your goal for that week? The goal is to uh, celebrate the Eucharist, celebrate Jesus in the Eucharist and get people to be a little bit more uh, aware. Uh, can we start over? I've sure, <laughs> sure. Let's do that again. Okay, so maybe I'll greet you and then you greet me back. Give me 30 seconds just so I could collect my thoughts. I'm all sure. over the place and it's really <laughs> warm in here. Wow. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sorry. This is a bad day for you, eh? Well, it's because they put the electricity back on, and now it's back off again. Ouch. I don't have any notes uh, that I can support myself with. So <laughs> Sometimes that's even better. <laughs> so hot. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Isabel, thanks for joining us for Salt and Light Radio. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Now, next week is your Diocesan Eucharistic Week. What is your goal? The goal is to celebrate Jesus in the Eucharist. Okay, and what does that mean and why a whole week? Why well, a whole week? It's to, it starts off with the uh, Diocesan Patronal Feast, which is May 31st, and closes off with uh, the Feast of the Blood and, and Body of Christ on uh, Sunday. So a whole week, the Cardinal wanted to uh, give importance uh, to the Eucharist and uh, remind his people that 
without the Eucharist, we we are no one. Now, I noticed some fun events in uh, your calendar, like the ball hockey tournament on Saturday and the choir on Sunday. Can you tell us about about some of these events happening? Well, I, I think one of the, the, the most interesting ones for the teens, at least, is the uh, Apostles' Cup uh, ball hockey uh, tournament. The idea, we called it the Apostles' Cup because we wanted young people to to make the connection be- between striving for uh, for the cup as a sporting uh, uh, event and striving for the cup of life that Jesus presents to us. You know, the way the same way we gather around the coach uh, for for to get instructions for a sport. It's the same way we gather around the Eucharist table to get uh, uh, a good pep talk, a good guidance from uh, from the Lord mm. at the table of the Eucharist. So to strive for the Apostles' Cup the same way the Apostles strive for the Cup of Life. And that's on the Saturday? That's on the Saturday, a whole day event being hosted this year by the uh, Don Bosco Youth Leadership Center out here in Montreal. Now you have a couple more uh, interesting events for young people. What are they? Well, on the Sunday, there is the uh, Orbis Choir, uh, who are doing a uh, bilingual, trilingual, multilingual uh, concert called Our Voices United. And this is a, uh, an effort to help uh, build communion and have young people, give uh, young people an opportunity to share their talents through singing, dancing, and, and, uh, and, and the arts. And uh, it's really, they're, they're gathering, it's a fundraising concert to gather funds for the young people going to uh, Madrid for uh, World Youth Day. Now, do you have another event? The, I think the main uh, event is really the Feast of Corpus Christi on the Thursday. Uh, we start off with a, what we uh, like to call a pizza catechesis. We offer free pizza, uh, food uh, for the body and food for the soul. This year there's going to be a conference uh, given by uh, Father Tom Rosica, um, a bilingual conference for the young adults. And then that's followed by uh, Mass and Eucharistic procession from the uh, Basilica of uh, Notre-Dame all the way to uh, St. Patrick's Basilica, a beautiful procession through the streets of Montreal. This is by far one of the main events of the whole week. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us what's going on next week. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hope to see you all there. God bless. Thank you. That was Isabel Correa, Youth Ministry Director for the Archdiocese of Montreal. To find out more about Diocesan Eucharistic Week from May 30th to June 6th, go to their website, diocesemontreal.org. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Mayor Rosa. That's tomorrow starts Diocesan uh, Eucharistic Week or Eucharistic Week in Montreal. So that's great. Thank you. Um, Remember, let us know about your events. If you'd like us to talk about what's happening in your diocese, it's as easy as sending us an email, radio at saltandlighttv.org. You're listening to Salt and Light Radio on the Catholic Channel, Sirius 159 and XM 117. I'm Pedro Guevara Man. And I'm Mary Rose Pacani. Now be sure to tune in tomorrow, Sunday, May 30th, for an all-new witness with Father Thomas Rosica. That's right. Father Rosica's guest tomorrow is Enrico Donzelli, who talks about his work at Catholic News Service and about being a consecrated member of the Focolare movement. So that's witness tomorrow, Sunday, May 30th at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it repeats at 9 p.m. Pacific. And on Tuesday, June 1st, tune in for Children of the Bate. A group of Canadian Catholics visit the Bates of the Dominican Republic and run a week-long camp for the children who live there. Wonderful uh, Salt and Light production, Children of the Batay, that uh, will be to, uh, Tuesday, June 1st at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific. 
And on Friday, June 4th, the Holy Father goes to Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Watch the highlights of this apostolic journey on Salt and Light Television. And the live events start on Friday, June 4th at 7 a.m. Eastern with the welcome ceremony. And the coverage continues with the visit at the Church of, here we go, Agia Kiriaki Chrysopolitisa. I don't know if I said that right. In Paphos, and an ecumenical celebration at that same site. I guess we have to brush up on our Greek. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, so uh, live coverage continues on Saturday with a jam-packed day for the Holy Father, beginning at 2.15 a.m., ending with Mass at 10.30 a.m. And the trip ends on Sunday with Mass at 2.30 a.m., and the farewell ceremony at 9 a.m. So now we know why Chris was just here, Mary Rose, because <laughs> right. he's hosting. So if uh, he'll be hosting at 2 in the morning, oh all these live events. So if you want to see how Chris looks like at 2 in the morning, <laughs> tune in to watch. Um, all these, though, will be repeated throughout the day. So in case you don't want to stay up with Chris all night, uh, you should be able to uh, tune in online at saltandlighttv.org. So you can watch our program streaming online if you don't, if you're outside our coverage area. Or if they want to follow what's going on in our Salt and Light blog yes. and they're awake at night, yes. they could tune in and find out what's happening. And on Facebook, facebook.saltandlighttv.org. And for more details, visit saltandlighttv.org. All the information about the trip and our coverage is there. Yes. And that's it for Salt and Light Radio for tonight. Remember that all our shows are archived. If just go to saltandlighttv.org slash radio to listen to any of our programs. And once again, our email address is radio at saltandlighttv.org. Thank you for being with us. I'm Mary Rose Pacani. And I'm Pedro Guevara Man, and this has been Salt and Light Radio. Salt and Light.